Hello and welcome back to The Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan. And I'm Jordan. Today we're going to go down to Florida. Jordan, your favorite place. Oh yeah, Florida. Gators, fire ants, and heat. My 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 favorite. You don't like uh, the heat? Nope, not even a little bit. That's mean? why I can't wait till we move you to Alaska. You don't want like a colony of fire ants? Oh God, have you ever been covered in fire ants? I don't recommend it at all. I don't know if it was me or somebody else, but there was like a it was child. Me. It in was our me. Fa- <laughs> there was a child in our family who was who got bit by fire ants. It's Might awful. have been my brother. It's awful. Um, <laughs> not a not a fun time. That is the true haunting. No, we're traveling down to Florida to St. Augustine. Ooh, I've been there before. Yeah, how'd you like it? I mean, I was like eleven, so I guess it was okay. Okay. okay, I can I can understand why that might not be fun from uh, an eleven year old's perspective. A lot of dogs. <laughs> I mean, that part was good, right? Yeah, dogs were nice. Yeah, Saint Augustine has a very rich, very long, very stressful history. Fountain of Youth. Our first location is the Royal Hope Hospital because everyone knows that hospitals are haunted. Of course, Royal Hope Hospital was. One that had a really interesting history. The building that stands today is a reconstruction of the original building that was built in the 1700s. The original hospital played a really big role in the Civil War, serving mostly Union soldiers, except for a short period of time when it was under Confederate control. So it kind of got both sides there. Mm -hmm. And it was obviously a hospital, so there was, you know, People being bandaged, they were prepping the dead, dying and dying soldiers. They were performing just barbaric amputations. How it was back then, really. <laughs> I mean, there is there's no other way to describe that. And just, you know, horrible operations under terribly dirty, disgusting circumstances. So there was a lot of lot of death. After the demolition in the 1800s, another horrific find was uncovered during the reconstruction of the pipes in the basement of the building. Mm. During the renovations, bones from an old grave were recovered. And as they dug deeper, they continued to find more graves and more bones. It is believed that the spot had been a Timuncan burial site. The new building standing there today is in the same location. With the history and disturbances of burial grounds, it's no wonder the hospital is said to be so haunted. There have been many ghostly encounters from clear voice recordings, someone screaming help, and also muttering in like incoherent Spanish apparently, but there was no words. Not a place I'd like to be for like (laughs) if I was like debilitatingly sick. It sounds like it would be a pretty bad time to be there. I mean, it doesn't sound relaxing. Could you imagine just like trying to get some sleep? You're recovering from whatever and you just hear help. help. Like what am I supposed to do? It, it It wouldn't be it wouldn't be fun. Um, there's also been sightings of full body apparitions, moving objects, and unexplained bruises on the people themselves. That's just awful. <clears throat> I know. Um, That's just like piling on your all- already ailment, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I know I get like a lot of unexplained bruises, but it's mostly work-related with kids and whatnot. You do get those. <laughs> Or, you know, just me being clumsy. and I mean, they're really not unexplained. They're just me being clumsy or work. People still look at me on the street when I'm next to you. Like, like, it's like, seriously, she just gets them. (laughs) I really do just get them. I bruise easily. 
But you know, this is this is a little bit different. Could you imagine just ow? Yeah, it's like like in those horror movies when they have like scratch marks and stuff. Yeah, they wake up with the scratch marks. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I've never woken up with a bruise. I just like come home from work with bruises. <laughs> bruise. <laughs> Reports of shadows darting across from wall to wall in the room where medication is stored was a common occurrence at the hospital as well. There's actually a few areas in the hospital that have notable haunts. The morning room, which the name is pretty self-explanatory, is alleged to have the sound of disembodied voices praying, sobbing, or moaning. A woman was in the surgeon's office when she suddenly felt like a cold, hard grip of a male hand gripping her clothing. In the ward, beds are said to have moved around at night. Like they, they'd move spots mm-hmm. in the room and then they'd also like jut forward and hit people in the shins or they'd shake violently. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's just rude. Could you imagine chilling in your bed? No, I honestly and couldn't. Just, it's just shaking or waking up in a completely different location than where you started. I don't know if these beds are full or not, but but either way, it's just, it's not for me. It wouldn't be for me either, and I'm already scared of hospitals. Oh, that's you really are. I, I forget about that occasionally. <laughs> well, I didn't expect that reaction. I, I really do. I forget. I forgot your fear of shots until we were getting our vaccines. Oh, they had to hold me down as a kid. Oh, I was that's, like, no. I remember the woman being like, relax. No. Because you were so like tight. Wait, wait for COVID? No, yeah. I was fine. I don't know. You what were you're not about. fine. I was a 30 year old man. I was fine. You sat there. I was 30. Clenching your fist. <laughs> Your veins were popping in your muscles like you were doing a massive workout. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, there's also reports of um, people being hit and scratched in that area. I'm still good. Are you sure? I'm still good. I think that's where we should like, you know, check you in if anything ever goes wrong. Nope. And that's why I'm moving on to my story, which is the St. Augustine Lighthouse. The St. Augustine Lighthouse is the oldest lighthouse in America. St. Augustine Lighthouse was constructed shortly after St. Augustine was founded in 1565, but was first recorded by an Italian-made map in 1589. Made entirely out of wood, the lighthouse was originally made as a watchtower as a defense against enemy ships while the Castillo de San Marco was built. The first watchtower was demolished in 1737, and a new sturdier watchtower was put in its place. After the Seven-Year War and the British took over, they added 30 feet of wood to the lighthouse and also put a flame on it, making it into an actual lighthouse itself. The lighthouse has passed between the Spanish, British, and back to the Spanish and finally fell into the hands of the Americans. The light in the lighthouse was disabled during the Civil War when Florida was occupied by the Confederates. The final lighthouse we see today was built after sea levels started to rise. A fire took out the lighthouse keeper's home and the grounds were considered access by the government. The county was considering buying the land and build condos, but luckily the Junior Service League stepped in and restored the property and made the Maritime Museum and later had the site added to the National Registry of Historical Places. With such a rich history we just skimmed the top of and just the age and number of people who met their end, it's no wonder the lighthouse is considered haunted. 
You may be on the site and smell the scent of cigars in the air while you may just think that it's someone just smoking on the site. If you look around, you'll probably see a figure, a tall, shadowy figure that usually accompanies the scent. The feelings of fear and foreboding. This figure is referred to as the man. He is believed to be one of two people. He is believed to be either William Russell, a protective and dutiful lighthouse keeper from the 1800s, or Joseph Andrew, a painter who fell from the scaffolding again in the 1800s. There's also the story of Maria Mestre de los Dolores, who was the first woman to serve the U.S. Coast Guard, but also the first Hispanic-American woman to command a federal shore installation, which would be the St. Augustine Lighthouse, where she also still stays to this day. She began command of the lighthouse after her husband, Joseph Andrew, who was mentioned, died. She is said to be seen leaning over the railing, imagining the last moments of her husband's life. Lastly is the story of the Petis. One day, the three Petit sisters, Mary, 15, Eliza, 13, and Carrie, 4, and a 10-year-old unknown African-American girl believed to be the daughter of one of the workers who lived in the lighthouse grounds. The girls liked to ride the carts that would frequently come through. A wooden board that was normally there to stop the cart from going into the water was not in place. The cart flipped into the water with all four goals inside. A worker saw the accident and ran to help, but unfortunately by the time he was able to lift the cart from atop the girls, three out of the four of them had drowned, the only survivor being the four-year-old Carrie. Mary and Eliza were taken back to their hometown to be buried, while the grave of the young African-American girl remains unknown, which, of course, the girls are... No kidding. Yeah, it's how it is back then sometimes. Yeah. The girls are said to enjoy messing with the tourists and staff members. One night while closing up, a lone staff member heard giggling at the top of the stairs in the tower. He thought it was a guest that had been left behind, so he went to the top and found it empty. As he started descending the stairs, he heard the giggles coming from the bottom again. Once he got to the bottom, he found it empty. A guest found her shoelace tied to the staircase. A tour guide once found three women in the basement of the keeper's home. One of the women had an EMF detector and asked the girls if they wanted to play hide-and-seek. The meter spiked. The women wandered the basement until the meter spiked under the spiral staircase. The girls had been found and wanted to play again. Again, the women searched the basement until the meter spiked by the children's table. After that, the energy dissipated. No. No? No. That sounds I mean, fun, actually. I, you, know, you know, it's just, there's something about being in a room, playing hide and seek with children who aren't there that just... They sound like they just <laughs> wanted to have some fun. I can I understand I mean, to be that. fair, to be fair, I think we all would if we were children stuck in the afterlife. Heck yeah. Have I ever told you that one of my fears is like hearing or seeing something go up a one-way staircase where I am at and therefore it is going to run into me or am or I am going to hear it and I don't want to deal with that. I did not know that, but I have seen like those like those TikTok videos where, you know, people, you know, make up that stuff and it happens. <laughs> I hope they I'm make sorry. it up. I'm sorry, it's just the way you describe that. You know, those TikTok videos where those they... Those TikToks. They were, the, you know, not the skits or anything, the TikTok skits. Yeah, the skits. <laughs> yeah. You sounded like a, a, a very much like a boomer there for a minute. I am a boomer. You are not. I'm a boomer. <laughs> okay, we're just going to skip that part. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. 
The Castillo de San Marcos is a historic fo- fortress close, kind of close to where the um, the lighthouse is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's, it's, they built a lighthouse for this. Yeah. It was originally a watchtower, as we just learned. It was built by the Spanish between 1672 and 1695 to protect the city from the British and other invaders. The fortress was constructed using a unique metal called cuquina, a type of limestone that is found in the area. The fortress was occupied by various military forces throughout its history, including the Spanish, British, and American armies. During the American Civil War, it was used as a military prison housing Confederate soldiers and sympathizers. It was also used as a prison during the Seminole Wars, a series of conflicts between the U.S. government and various Native American tribes in Florida. In the late 1800s, the fortress was converted into a national monument and began attracting tourists interested in its history and architecture. Which, yeah, the architecture there is really pretty from the pictures I was seeing. Yeah. Would they, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind just like seeing it once. Uh, it's Florida, though. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You just can't handle the heat. Today, it is managed by the National Park Service and is a popular destination for visitors to St. Augustine. Castillo de Marcos is one of the oldest and best-preserved examples of Spanish colonial architecture in the United States, and it's been designated as a National Historic Landmark. Its unique construction and strategic location have helped it to withstand numerous sieges and attacks throughout its long history and it remains an enduring symbol of the region's culture and military heritage. Castillo de San Marcos is rumored to be haunted by several ghosts, with stories of paranormal activity dating back centuries. One of the most famous ghost stories associated with the fortress is that of a young Seminole Native American princess who died in captivity at the prison during the Seminole Wars. According to legend, the princess was the daughter of a chief who fought against the American military during the Seminole Wars in the mid-1800s. When her father was captured and imprisoned at the fortress, the princess was also taken into captivity and held at at the prison. Tragically, she fell ill and died while in captivity, and her body was buried on the grounds of the fortress. Visitors of the fortress have reported hearing sounds of a young girl crying and moaning, and some have even claimed to see the ghostly figure of a young girl wandering through the halls of the fortress. Another is the ghost of a Spanish soldier who was killed during the attack of the fortress. Visitors and staff members have reported seeing his ghostly figure standing guard at the fortress walls or walking through the old barracks at night. The soldier is believed to have been killed during an attack on the fortress by British forces in the late 1700s. Despite his death, legend has it that he remains fiercely loyal to the Spanish cause and is still determined to protect the fortress from any potential invaders. Good for him. You know, I wonder how often he appears like annoying tourist. Uh, I mean, maybe we had some of those in the fort near my hometown. Annoying tourists? No, uh, ghosts patrolling. Did you have annoying tourists too, though? Yes. It would be like, oh, you're such a nice reenactor. These are the people that I would haunt because they are are the invaders to me. I'm sure. Especially the ones that are like, this ain't Disneyland. This ain't Disneyland. (laughs) Some witnesses have reported seeing the ghost of the Spanish soldier in full military dress, complete with a uniform and a saber. 
Others have claimed to feel his presence in certain areas of the fortress or to have heard the sound of his footsteps marching along the walls. I'm good. I want uh, that I mean, kind like, of dedication. I, I like how I have multiple reasons, especially now, to just not go to Florida. I, I want that kind of dedication. You First of all, you live not in... Going. We live in Chicago. Nope. Like, super haunted here. Not as haunted. You, Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we just go on through... Three very haunted places in just one city. I'm good. We've done a couple episodes on Chicago. Chicago, not so haunted, not so bad. Florida, of course, just has more problems. It just has nothing but problems. It's Florida. <laughs> Your hatred. Gators, heat, fire ants, and now spooky ghosts. Your hatred for Florida just keeps getting... I don't know what you're talking about. Stronger and stronger because of this... Uh, <laughs> Ever this never ending list that you have. I'm good. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all the time we have for tonight. We hope you have a good and spooky evening. Have a spooky evening, guys. This has been the Haunting Podcast. Do you have an idea for an episode or just want to leave a comment and say hi? Visit our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for this, show notes, and other extras. Thank you for listening and have a good night. <laughs>